I just learned, can you hear me? Here, well, here we go. Um, that my uh, first chapbook in the series, that um, Blue Velvet, which uh, came out a couple months ago, is part of a series of six. But uh, so the second one came out before the first one. Um, it's a one lady press and she's had health problems and or her husband has, it's been ugly. So anyway, she's doing this book and it's uh, why I wanted this to be first was because it sets the theme for the next five or six books and it's called Holly Weird. Because all the poems have to do with the movies uh, directly towards a movie of some sort, except for this one. And uh, so this is the title poem to this collection that never seems to want to end. It's called Holly Weird. After the triple X rated punch bowl incident at one of those SoCal parties where some fried leftover from the 60s hippie chick, part Manson girl, part Goldie Hawn, thought it would be really cool to drop this experimental mushroom-based homemade drug into the community swill. Stuff that made blotter acid seem like kid's aspirin by comparison. After that, everyday life had become something that came directly out of underground LA, Hollywood Central, sort of like feeling as, as if he had been starring in a movie of his life he hadn't seen yet with an off-the-wall insane title like Wolfen 2 with Klaus Kinski as the lead actor in his place on the big screen and directed by Werner Herzog. Scene after meticulously set scene of Kinski ripping the throats out of the standard hot bodies, bushwhacking in some woods or looking for a clearing for a mosquito-feeding frenzy shag, or the horror movie cliché of clichés, necking in a car parked in the brain-damaged victim's only marked space, totally oblivious to the impending menace as the eerie score by that psycho dude, Bernard Herman gets louder and more ominous, and you know in your heart, Bernard was one of those guys who definitely would not flinch when a horsefly walked across his face, even as the close-up reveals carnage among the gear shifts. Every full moon like this, when the body hair grows longer and the need to kill is a blood-red cloud blacking out the last remaining light. That was kind of a collage, uh, uh, so if you were confused, that's quite all right. Um, this one is the last poem I wrote. I'm not sure whether I'm going to call it La Dolce Vita, which is what I had in mind, or The Good Life. Uh, right now it says The Good Life. 24-7 slow motion striptease soirees in the neon palaces that they take place in. Brooks Brothers bandits with ring finger tan lines, nose candy nostrils, late model beamers in valet parking lots staffed by parking lot hot jocks, one conviction shy of a life without hope of parole. On the take flat feet 
couple of dancers with social diseases, extended families to feed, broke down bouncers, one steroid shot from brittle bone mass reduction, small ball syndrome. Been there, done that, fucked the t-shirts, waitresses, and the bartenders that serve them, jukebox junkies, spinning platters for brains, collapsed veins and blood blisters, the road map for the immediate past, the near future, up against a hasn't been cleaned in years bathroom wall. The happy days are here again, all major credit cards accepted hookers and their maxed out johns, one orgasm away from a not-so-happy overdose death. The bad debt bail skips and um, bail collectors and their heavily armed concealed weapon-permitted henchmen. The lower depths beneath the main rooms no one admits exists, though everyone knows, would go there if they could. The tits up in hell staff that works there and the music that they play, always one dirt short of a requiem mass. Here, where home is, where they hang the hats, the privileged few, the ones who come and the ones who can never go.